GameZillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the best in major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of the Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in their remote studios, deep, deep underground, my producers, the Deadite Knight, and player one, Mickey. How's it going, guys? We're here. We're We're out here. Uh, This studio slash dining room table is the very finest recording space. It is sonically tuned and acoustically perfect. Um, I'm just so blessed to have such a such a high tech area, and uh, I might never come back to the studio because we're just so comfortable here at my dining room table. You know, I I too, I too agree with you. You know, I'm I'm, I'm I'm in here. I don't have the torture chair. You know, that that the torture chair, the torture headphones. Let me tell you something. When you forget your headphones, they have a special headset for you that you have to wear, and it's like it's like one of those torture devices from the from saw. Listen. And then the chair, the chair, they torture me. I think I made it through the six-month hazing process at, at GZM, so I, I, I guess I'm officially a senior. I guess Listen, when you forget something, you should be taught not to forget it. So we're not going to give you top-tier equipment. We're going to give you something that makes sure that the next week you bring your headset. Like, that's the whole point, right? So as far as the chair goes, listen, I tried to get his chairs from DX Racer, from Secret Labs. I'm calling them all out right now. We tried. And no one got back to us, so you know you just had to you had to you had to use what you got. But anyways, welcome to episode <laughs> three thirty one of the Gamesilla podcast, uh, your elite free DLC for all your gaming yeah. news. And uh, before we go any further, we would like to thank our patrons. Yeah, thank you so much to our patrons uh, for supporting us each and every month financially. You keep Gamesilla Media up and running. It's not free to run a podcast network, so it means an immense amount to us that you uh, give your hard-earned money to allow us to continue to entertain you each and every week. And uh, patronage starts as low as just $1 per month at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. They'll get you access to the State of the Zilla show and my ridiculousness when I record them. But the real sweet spot, the where you want to be, is the $5 a month exclusive content level. That way, every show on the GameZilla Media Network gives you one bonus show per month so if you're a fan of legend or retro noobs and dragons noiseland arcade last action podcast or us here at the gamezilla podcast you get one bonus show not available in our regular podcast feeds not available on our youtube channel only available to our patrons so please consider throwing five dollars a month our way and uh we appreciate it and you will enjoy those bonus shows so stop by patreon.com slash gamezilla media yeah, and thanks again for all the support. Uh, we are live here every Monday night on twitch.tv slash Media doing the show. But if you cannot catch the show or you cannot stay for the whole thing, remember you can watch the VODs on Twitch. You can watch the full video on YouTube. Just search for Gamezilla Media. Uh, and you can also listen to the audio podcast on all your major podcast outlets. Uh, again, you can search Gamesville Media and find our entire network of shows that we uh, post every week, guys. Uh, we have some news, 
I'm just trying to think, is there any, any big news, uh, any big news for locally from any GameZilla media news? I'm looking at you, Deadite. Anything? You got anything? Just the excitement <laughs> of uh, my um, Sphinx and I have been putting out last action podcasts this month uh, doing spooky movies. We dropped the Night of the Living Dead episode. Um, basically, me as a, a, horror, a bit of a horror movie fan, I've been guiding Sphinx, who's more of an action movie, drama or comedy guy, guiding him through some history of horror movies. And we did Night of the Living Dead. And uh, we just give you a quick 30 minute reaction after we watch these movies. Just kind of break down some thoughts, thought you know, and the plot, and give them a rating. So it's similar to the Last Action Podcast, but a little more streamlined. It's about horror movies, so it's part of your Last Action Podcast subscription feed. So get it there and enjoy it, and uh, you get a whole lot of extra me this month. Yeah, I'm glad that you caught on to that since we didn't talk about it off screen. You 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 grabbed on exactly to what I was hoping you would. Instead of you talking about like uh, you know losing a leg or going blind or deaf, like what if. Uh, questions you know things like you that. never know you go if i'm going left or right yeah yeah this time you you, went, this time you did all right buddy you did you all right pitch up and i got a base hit i'm proud of that <laughs> all right guys well let's get into the news um I, I, I we're on a good streak so mickey let's get into the news news that's yeah, actually that's actually pretty accurate because i feel like news this week is pretty much lackluster the tone, the, the, it's not like a, the tone of that sounded like a PlayStation starting up. Shnews, like. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's the sound you get in this next generation with the launch titles that they've announced. Oh, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more snooze, but, you know, we could go with the fart sound, too. It works. But... <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't matter what I'm not I'm not ripping just on Sony. That's that's everybody, okay? Everybody does. <clears throat> um anyways, topic number 1. Amazon has just announced its new cloud game service. It's doing all this crazy stuff. You know, it's the future. It's going to kill Stadia. It's going to kill Game Pass. It's going to be the number one. It's the it's the Netflix for gaming. Oh, and their uh, brand new game, uh, their free-to-play multiplayer shooter that had so much high hope, Crucible. Uh, it's fully, officially, completely, and utterly canceled. Yeah, the game that they, they released, it down. the game that they released, and then pulled it back to closed beta because it was such a disaster. Yeah, they decided, you know what? It's not ever coming out of beta ever again. <laughs> it's going into the graveyard. That graveyard that is so big because this was the first game they tried to actually publish as a company. And uh, when it comes to Amazon gaming, um, but yeah. They've officially canceled their free-to-play multiplayer shooter. Uh, it's the end of a rocky journey for the game, uh, which first launched in May after years in development before being put back into closed beta in July. <sighs> we very much, this is the quote, we very much appreciate the way that our fans have rallied around our efforts and we've loved seeing your responses to the changes we've made over the last few months, but ultimately we didn't see a healthy, sustainable future ahead for Crucible, said the Crucible team in their uh, blog post. Yeah, so, if I don't think I've met anyone that's actually played this game. Um, so, but if you're in the closed beta, you're still able to play the game in some form for a short while is what they said, whatever that means. Next 24 hours or six months, who the hell knows, but, uh, the developers will be hosting a final play test and community celebration in the next few weeks. 
Uh, yeah, once that's done, matchmaking will be disabled, but you'll be able to play custom games, which are expected to be available in the coming days um, until 3 p.m. Eastern Time on November 9th. Very, very good. That's interesting. The company, also, the day before next gen uh, launches, folks, uh, the company also says that it will be offering a full refund for any purchases that you might have made. If you want refunds, follow the instructions. Uh, we're reading this from The Verge. The article will be part of our posting so you can get the link to the proper site to get your refunds if you indeed need them. <clears throat> Crucible developers will be moved to other Amazon games, including New World, which is Amazon's upcoming MMO that also has had major problems. Uh, that game, which is currently set to launch in spring 2021, um, has uh, included two delays, like I just said, uh, but also still waiting on the release of Pac-Man Live Studio, a version of Pac-Man that you can play directly on Twitch. Um, Amazon, Amazon said in May that the game would launch in June, but it's still not out, and the game's website only says that it's coming soon. So three for three, uh, striking out. This isn't looking great for Amazon. Uh, we talked about Luna and 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 all their and all their um, news around Luna. Hopefully that goes a little bit smoother than them trying to make video games right now. The one thing I'll say about Crucible is their character develop their character designs looked interesting to me, and uh, it's sad to see this fall apart the way it has. It's sad to see. Um, the new world game, which also I think when Dead Eye and I saw that in uh, during one of the convention press releases, we it looked it looked interesting. It looked pro it looked cool, but I mean again, it was a CGI trailer. It wasn't gameplay. Um, so now now that we're getting into the actual, we have to show off the video game. All of a sudden, we have major problems again. Uh, Pac-Man is a game that's been out for how long? I don't care what you're doing special with Pac-Man. How are you having problems? It's fucking Pac-Man. Like, people have proven how to make a Pac-Man game. I get it that you're trying to integrate it into Twitch or whatever, but, like, you own Twitch. Like, like you have to at least hit, as, as Deadite just said earlier in the stream, hit a damn single before you keep swinging for the fences, trying to hit home runs and falling... Just face first into dog shit. Like I don't know what you're doing. You're Pac-Man's a bunt. It's a bunt. <laughs> it's a... The funny thing about it no. is, it's not you know like what Pac-Man is? It's just a picture going, "Hey, buddy, 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 I'm about to throw you a fastball. Okay, it's coming straight down the middle. Just hold your bat out. I will hit it for you. No, and they still correct. miss the ball. Also not correct. It's the pitcher waving. It's it's a pitcher pointing at the batter and waving him to lean in, and then he just beams him right in the back. That's a give it's me. It's a give me. It's the base. But the, funny yet, hit, yeah. but the funny yet sad thing about it is not like this. It hasn't been traversed before. It hasn't been done before. Remember when? Uh, remember Twitch plays Pokemon? I mean, a, a guy managed to develop something and managed to do it. I mean. Yeah, yeah, like you said, you're Twitch. Figure it out. You used to be able to play Pac-Man in the Google logo. I've <laughs> <laughs> that for a day. Listen, I read an article, you guys, that someone... I read. Listen, listen. I read an article recently of someone that played Doom on a pregnancy test, for God's yeah, sakes, okay? 
You have to be able to make a Pac-Man game before an MMO and some, like, Battle Royale shooter slash MOBA game. Like, I'm sorry, man. If you can't make... If you can't draw a stick, man, you're not going to be a graphic designer. Like, that's all there is to it. Like, you can't do it. I think I'm pregnant, but it says I'm having a BFP and some <laughs> I just don't get it, man. I like this is this is really bad. They need they need a win here soon. We've been talking about this the last like six months. It seems like every time that that Amazon's publishing and developing uh, sections come in to talk, it's all negative. The the only hype is the announcement, and then after everything of the announcement, it's like, oh, yeah, we announced Luna, but we found out that you can't just buy potatoes from Kroger and plug wires into them and call it a server. Like that's really? what I'm wait. That's what I'm waiting to hear in in like three months when Amazon goes, uh, uh, um, like if Luna doesn't work, they just need to stop. They just need to give up. Let Twitch do what it does. And just stop trying everything else because, my God, you clearly can't make a video game. Also, if Crucible is that bad of a game that after years of development, you trash it, the last thing I would do with those employees is go put them on my other very important project. I just, I'm sorry, like... How can you look at a building and say, yeah, it's on fire. Just get everyone out and let it burn to the ground. Now we're going to put all of you that had blowtorches in your hands in our other building with our more important game. And we're going to see how it goes. Amazon must have the same employee strategy that our company that we were for a day job has. Like, ah, oh, you're fine. You didn't yeah. break the law. You're fine. Yeah, you know, you have no idea what you're doing, but you'll figure it out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, anyways, Amazon just uh, a dumpster fire right now. A legit dumpster fire when it comes to trying to make video games. And, and all this talk about integrating Twitch, yet we just haven't seen, like, how have we not seen Twitch integration on any level from your own products? I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. What I don't understand is like you watch some crucible gameplay. It looks about as fun as eating a turd salad. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. how, how did this game take mo- all these years to develop and no one stopped to say, ah, this might not be fun. guys. <laughs> 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 oh, a neat, neat little rabbit guy with a gun, but not fun. Nah, don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, it's... People uh, play awful games all the time. Yeah, like I said, character design seemed pretty cool. Everything else? Well, we're just going to move on. That's topic number one. Amazon needs to figure it out because, wow. if it, New World needs to, needs to land on its feet after the delays and be not just playable. It needs to be good. Tony Stark. Tony Stark might be able to I, do it. I, in the it cave doesn't. Box it, it doesn't need to be Warcraft, okay? But it needs to be better than DC Universe Online. Hey, for the love of God, please, okay? Like, I like the game. Be better. All right. <laughs> I don't need to spend any more time on that because it's just the same. We're saying the same thing over and over again. Amazon, get your shit together. Topic number two. We talked about GameStop and, um, or no, we didn't talk about this yet. The, the announcement happened after our show. Um, but Game, GameStop and Microsoft have formed a partnership. And it's a, 
the initial news was it was a back-end partner partnership, so we were going to see something that needs to be done since the days that I worked at GameStop, folks, okay? GameStop runs on, like, double, like, like D batteries, duct tape, and like, and like some paper clips. Like that's what their computers run on. I'm not kidding you when I say some of the systems that I used years ago are still being used today. Okay. Uh, confirmed by internal connections. That's all I'm going to say. But finally, they make a deal, and I don't really understand how this all came to be, but Microsoft came out and said, hey, Let's give you an O3, let's give you a 365 backend using Teams, SharePoint, OneDrive, the whole, you're going to get it all. Uh, and then we're going to, we're going to flood your stores with Surface devices, allowing you to get rid of your counter and allowing you to be able to be mobile and become an Apple store and be able to walk around the store and, and, and deal with, deal with employees and all that jazz. All again, within this Microsoft, you know, um, environment that's going to be clean, new, top of the line, allowing for data sharing, allowing for all sorts of stuff that they've talked about um, between employees, between stores, from stores to corporate, all that stuff. So it sounds that's a great idea. And but you knew there had to be more to the to this deal. Like why, right? Like they call it a partnership. They don't. They didn't say that GameStop spent. X amount of millions of dollars to rebuild their entire back end. Instead, they, they keep talking partnership, partnership, partnership. Well, uh, today news broke that GameStop revenue sharing agreement is also included within the Microsoft, uh, partnership. So GameStop confirms joint press release with Microsoft that their deal includes a revenue sharing agreement. Um, this this agreement kills short seller thesis of GameStop business model, and we'll get into that in a second. A um, GameStop announcement on the future of European operations may be immediate, which uh, we'll we'll make mention of their laws and and things like that that could change things compared to here in the states. And uh, basically, that they're predicting this is the future of what GameStop's going to try to do. So they're expecting a Sony and even possibly a Nintendo revenue sharing deal to be made ASAP. Now, when I read this, I instantly started to think about one thing. Uh, and Deadite and I spent years working at the good old worst purchase, as we like to call it. But uh, it is the best, it is Best Buy, and they did something called Best Buy Mobile. And what people, a lot of people maybe don't understand about Best Buy Mobile is that the inventory and everything that Best Buy Mobile holds, none of it really belongs to Best Buy. Best Buy is is given has made partnerships with Verizon, AT and T, Sprint, T Mobile, whoever, and then they're given stock from those companies to hold on to. When we let those phones out the door and sign someone up for a contract, we get X amount of money back in our pockets. It's no overhead for the company, and then it's pure profit for the company. And that was one of the business decisions that Best Buy made that honestly, I believe to this day, saved Best Buy uh, back from the the economy tank and, and everything going sideways. Uh, that was one of the things where they were able to generate profits without having to worry about overhead. GameStop is doing the exact same thing here with Microsoft and uh, imagine possibly the others in the future, but this will allow them to make money off of 
practically everything they do. Game sales, sure. System sales, sure. But now when someone comes in the store and says, I want to sign up for the all-access pass for 35 bucks a month, GameStop gets a cut of that every month now, as long as the, as long as the, the, the service stays open. So when you look at some of the rough numbers that, that people have put out there saying, okay, when you sell an Xbox One X currently today, there might be a $40 profit on that system, 30 to $40 a profit. That's it. That's why accessories and games and services are so important. And that's just electronic. That's the electronic industry, period. You owe accessories, services are everything when it comes to margin. But the big deal here is now when you look at the span of a two-year deal, they've du- that, that's almost, it's double what they would have pulled by just selling the system outright. So and with no overhead like they used to have where they would have to... You know, within their within their company, hold X amount of systems, X amount of in, uh, of inventory that's on their credit line, that's on their in- inventory. Now, some of this is just them doing the process because they have the footprint, but the product is coming elsewhere, right? And so, um, they're copying a, a successful business model that somebody else did, which is what we've been screaming for GameStop to do is that you don't really have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to look at the industry and say, what are other people doing that's causing their stock prices and their and their you know quarterly reports to be to be going up while ours is crashing and burning? And they finally did. And I don't know who talked the sense into them. I don't know if it was Microsoft that came knocking on their door with just like a like a pity call. I don't know. But it's a good this is a good move for for GameStop. I don't necessarily know the giant benefits that Microsoft is gaining out of this other than Microsoft did decide to close a lot of their storefronts. So this does give them footprint into GameStop and that surface advertisement and things like that that Microsoft advertisement of product and services could we could see. But I also wonder and it wasn't explained in this article um, this is a really, really in-depth article from Seeking Alpha, which is more of a stock market uh, article that we pulled this info from instead of like, you know, IGN or something like that. So they they break down things that I don't even fully understand when it comes to to stock stock and and company value valuations and all these types of things. But I now wondered if, as we learn more about this, is does does is there something in this agreement that now secondhand sales, right? The thing that people hated GameStop about is that when a used copy of a game comes in and goes back out, is there a deal now that Microsoft gets a cut of that? I don't know, right? So and and then does that open the door for GameStop to become the Goliath once again at making deals with developers at that point? Right, because okay, Microsoft gets you know a cut of of Madden twenty twenty, the thirty times it's sold. Right, but what about EA, the, the person that made the game? So like that that's why I think like that example doesn't work. Microsoft shouldn't get a cut of that game. EA should. Right. So does that all of a sudden open up doors for more companies to patch up their relationship with GameStop and start to allow GameStop to solidify themselves once again as the dominant biggest, you know, biggest gaming company in the world when it comes to retail? Um, because that's what they are, but they just don't have the momentum that they need to to stay alive at this point. 
So yeah, it, it's really interesting. What uh, we'll let Deadite swing in here and put a few thoughts on this on this topic as well. We've we've talked about this before that Xbox has a huge footprint in the United States and they they struggle overseas as a brand. I don't know how they do in Europe or South America, but specifically, let's talk about in in the East. They have a hard time in Japan, and so winning here in the United States is essential to their business and. GameStop being a brand that has been so strong at times in the gaming landscape here in the United States, if they can position themselves to be considered partners, when people think GameStop, they're thinking Xbox, if that relationship is strengthened and the value is presented, that's always been my think big thing about going to a GameStop. The value has to be there that they can return to their winning ways. And I think being able to walk into a uh, GameStop and do the, what is it? All access program. That's the one that get, that's the name of the plan that gives you game pass unlimited. Plus, you know, you're, you're on the payment plan for the system for two years. If every person can understand that they can actually save money over a two-year period of playing an Xbox by walking into a GameStop and signing up for that platform there, that's going to drive people into the store, and that's, that's going to be a win for, for everybody. There's more Xbox sold, there's more services sold, and there's more people walking into a GameStop. Because am, am I correct that prior to this deal, you either had to sign up for the all-access plan online or through a microsoft store were there any other major retailers that that did that no those i don't the, recall yeah. those were the main avenues if at least here in the states i think i think overseas there would have been some different options but here in the states those were our two main avenues so if microsoft and gamestop are smart about this if this is they're going to start running an ad campaign as soon as that's available mm-hmm. 35 walk into a gamestop Grab your new Xbox, $35 a month for two years, and boom, make Game Pass a, a bold part of that. Show them the value you're getting for your 35 bucks a month. It, it's going to be a win. They just have to get it in people's minds that that is the, realistically the most affordable way to move into this generation. Just gotta, just People have to know about it. It can't be a secret. Yeah, I think and- the all-access plan from Microsoft has been a secret for the last two years. I think I think guys like us know about it. I don't think the casual people who maybe want to pick up a system for their kids, I don't think they have any clue that that was ever an option to them because they would walk into a GameStop, a Walmart, a Best Buy to purchase their system, and that was not a purchasing plan that was available to them. Yeah. It could be huge. I mean, the and the thing here is with i'm sure the i'm curious what the numbers are and we may never hear them publicly but i'm curious how well the xbox series x reordered went with the all access like what was the percentage of people that just bought one versus went the all access process you know way and you know microsoft's smart here because again we've talked about this time and time again they're not necessarily worried as much about Xboxes as they are the, the, the subscription, right? And, and, but, but they also know that if they can put an Xbox in a house, that the chances that that subscription stays live is higher. So by making this deal with, Microsoft, with GameStop, which when you, read, when you read the articles, Microsoft's relationship with GameStop was one of the weaker 
relationships when you look at the compared to Sony and even Nintendo more recent because of Reggie joining GameStop the um you can even find quotes saying that the allocation of switches and things like that have all gone up as far as what has been delivered to GameStop and so when you when you think when you add all that in together you have the um you have this this um situation going on right now that the weakest relationship of the of the big three stepped in and basically sealed a deal that nintendo and sony cannot ignore you cannot allow microsoft and gamestop to form a bond and not also form a better bond because now you're basically saying yeah it's okay to let every gamestop in in the world um promote microsoft all access because in business, let's think about this, right? If if one company is going to give me a better kickback than the other company, then what do you think management's going to tell you to push? The better kickback. That's what it's always been. Year after year of all of us here that have worked retail, and we've all worked retail, you're always told to push the better product with, that's better for you. Now, mind you, if it if it catches on fire and burns houses down, then yeah, I you know people do have a conscience and they try to not push you know just garbage product. But at the same time, sometimes it happens. But what I'm saying is like you know back in the day when Dad and I sold cameras, right? We knew what we knew what bag was better to attach to a camera than another bag. They're both bags. They both protect the camera. They both, they're both backpacks or whatever, sling bag, whatever you want to call them. But we knew which one gave us $35 instead of $15, and we knew what numbers we needed to hit on a daily basis to keep people off of our backs. It's going to be the same thing when you talk about a company that harasses their employees for pre-orders, for subscriptions, for everything that they have, that they have these numbers that they have to that they have to nail on a daily basis. Guess what's going to come in next? Xbox All Access subscriptions. Xbox all, any anything that gives them a kickback, they're now going to have a goal. And so, if you don't step in as Sony or Nintendo and try to uh, try to match that in some way, then you're basically giving away um, that type that footprint to be primary primarily this unless you come in and ask for something else but if you come in and say well what do you what is your opinion on this some people i'm not saying the employees of gamestop aren't going to be genuine and be like well if you like this you know choose xbox if you like that choose playstation like there's still there's still good people in, in the company but at the same time we all know what it's like to be pressured in a in retail and we understand that this what we're talking about today does happen and so from a from a standpoint of Nintendo with Reggie involved with GameStop, um, you I would expect communications to already be happening. And from Sony, you just you just need to do it because as far as GameStop goes, they want all three. They want these relationships, they want these avenues to be healthy and, and better than ever. I mean, this making partnerships with with, with all these companies solidifies GameStop once again. Even in a digital world, it starts to solidify GameStop. Now you could say every time someone buys, you know, 12 months of, of a PS Plus, we're going to give you a dollar whatever per month or something like that. So even the digital content, even the digital service starts to matter to GameStop again. And that's where, you know, things like that can can play into 
who knows where it, where that could end as far as kickback. So so let me lay a scenario down on you. <clears throat> you're a parent. You're going in to get your kid a new game system for their birthday. You the, you you're just surprising your kid. You don't know you don't know the difference between the Xbox or the PlayStation, and you're going to talk to the the employee there at the store. They're going to lay the options out for you, and let's say they're they're showing you the two five hundred dollar systems, and they say, okay, well, if you want to go with the PlayStation, it's going to be five hundred dollars. This is how much it is uh, for the subscription because your kid's got to be able to play online to play Fortnite or whatever your kid's going to play. Uh, and if you want your kid to have you know a game other than Fortnite, here's another. 40, 60 bucks or whatever for a game or two. Okay, so you can look at the price of that. And the employee goes, well, here's the Xbox. Again, sim- similar quality of product. Um, you could either buy it outright and, you know, you can look at, you know, the financial options. They end up weighing out about the same. Or we have a $35 a month plan. You actually save money over a two-year period. Uh, and you you leave today where your kid has a subscription to play over 100 games. He's going to have all the new Xbox games the day they come out. It's not going to cost you anything extra. Like you, it's an easy math thing to sell to a parent to, to quickly decide between an Xbox or a PlayStation because it, it's apples and oranges them. It, it doesn't, it, it's just fruit. It doesn't matter, but there is a difference and it can be sold and explained to someone clearly in a way that makes their life as a parent more simple and potentially less expensive. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, all around it's a great, it's a great idea and GameStop, this, this could be the, this could be the thing that they really needed to turn it around. Obviously, we saw if you guys don't follow, if you don't follow it, um, their stock grew something like five hundred percent growth. They went from like a like a three to four dollars share to four. I think it peaked at like fourteen fifty, right? And so, I mean, we're seeing a huge grow, a huge response in the fact that people all of a sudden have a new like belief uh, in GameStop. Now, at the same time. If you have been following GameStop news, a new investor has come in and bought up a ton of stock and it's the owner of Chewy.com or whatever, which is like your dog, your like pet, like, um, you know, virtual store. And they have started to talk about the fact that they would like to see GameStop compete against Amazon and sell more than just games. That I feel less confident about as far as competing against Amazon, but at the same time, like having someone that has established a company that has done really well in the you know in the virtual e-commerce world could really help GameStop because I feel like one of GameStop's weaknesses is their virtual presence, is their their website, their their e-commerce, the things like that that need help. The back end's gonna help. The back end rebuild from Microsoft's gonna help a ton in so many ways to give them the ability to build that front end out and really make GameStop feel like it's in the here and now, right? I feel I don't know about you, but sometimes when you go deal with GameStop, it doesn't feel as user friendly as as just state of the art as it should. Your GameStop, you're selling the latest and greatest tech. You your everything needs to feel latest and greatest in my opinion. And when you get into a website, you know, like um calling out Mi- Miggy's old company, Micro Center, their website's a disaster. 
They're hard. It's hard to function within Micro Center. You want to go to Micro Center because they have everything, but yet it's difficult to buy something from them sometimes when you're trying to deal with their with their website. It's the same situation. If 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 GameStop can improve that in in so many ways, in store, online, um, all that type of stuff for for a consumer. They're going to notice it. And when they notice it, they're going to be more loyal to your brand. It's that simple. So time will tell what happens here. But I think uh, so far, this is a really good announcement. And, um, you know, between between some of the moves they've been making recently, I'm I'm happy to hear these decisions and. We'll we'll see. the The only other side piece to to make mention is that they, for whatever reason, GameStop's also looking to immediately sell their European side of their business. Um, there, there's a lot of again in this article. There's a lot of talk about it, and, and when it comes down to, um, reasonings, but it doesn't necessarily tie to this partnership. It doesn't tie to anything that we were just recently talking about. It's kind of its own thing. And they're just looking to kind of dump that off to be its own entity uh, away from the GameStop here, at least here in the States. So we could be looking at separate things, which then means does that partnership expand across all of it? Or is it, are we talking something that's just here in the States? I don't know, but uh, either way it's, it's as of right now, it looks like Microsoft has made a great job, done a great job of just kind of setting itself up to say, well, Stadia is not doing this. You know, nobody's doing this. So Game Pass is out in front yet again in another way to continue to push this new technology, to push games as a service, to push um, everything that the Game Pass has to offer. And that's um, that's what they continue. They, they keep doing this and they keep getting this lead and everyone's going to have to play catch up at that point. And I mean... Stadia already has a lot of problems. Um, Amazon Luna, I mean, we just talked about Amazon and, and, our, and our faith in, in that. Uh, NVIDIA now or whatever is not a, in my opinion, is not a threat to Microsoft because they can't even get agreements for people to put their video games on their platform. So now you're leaving Microsoft alone to just basically be like, well, here's your option and everybody seems to be on board with it. So why don't you join us too? Yeah, go for it, Miggy. Um, I know one thing I would love to see, um, obviously in, in a post, uh, you know, pandemic world is, um, is for them to put more hardware into these GameStop stores, like redesign the stores. I mean, cause if, if GameStop if, is Microsoft going to be their partner for now, then, um, I mean, redesign it, put, put Microsoft products at the front, get in, get those, uh, new like demos into the store earlier. Um, and then like, I like, like you know, uh, give them the educational materials to to play. Well, actually, no, both systems, to, so like people can see the difference between um, like uh, the the uh, the 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 S and the X, and also get a demo for the X Cloud since that's the like you know the 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 dominant thing on the uh, on the uh, cloud gaming. Um, just put it in people's hands, and then you've got the your employees in the store talking to the uh, to the people, just educating them. Um, I think that could be like the huge plus um, with this partnership, um, you know, because as I, I and I'm curious too is to see like um, like how how it's going to work too with the attachments. So like if they're going to get a cut of every subscription or whatnot, um, all the subscription or whatnot bought in store compared to online, because I find it hard to. I mean, yeah, I'm going to buy 
the service if I'm kind of in the store. But more than likely, if I already have my Xbox or whatnot, I'm just going to renew it right there on the system or online. So I'd be kind of intrigued to see how many people actually make that. Uh, I don't know, make that choice. I mean, like I, I as much as I kind of like not care too much for GameStop. Um, I would just like to see a future with hopefully we, you know, they're still around and hopefully they have turned around for the better. Yeah. I mean, you know, it needs to be, they need to step into this next generation and evolve with it. And I think they do see it. And I think the hardest thing is how do you shift when you have, you know, thousand plus stores or whatever, and you have to shift in a different direction it's the same problem that best buy saw when they needed to shift is that it's hard when you're when you have that much uh you know that many stores and that much inventory and that much uh, to, to to change it becomes you know it's different when here on the podcast we go hey let's try this instead of that okay but you know i so i do get it from a business standpoint that things aren't easy and they cost a fortune and if you make the wrong decision then you just spent a lot of money and you didn't end up going anywhere that you needed to go and you have to still make another decision that costs a lot of money and you know that's a slippery slope when you start to do do a bunch of things the wrong way which is what we were used to seeing with GameStop but i feel like these these last uh you know these last couple months they've uh, they've really started to kind of I don't know if they have some new people making decisions. I don't I don't know, but it seems like they're they're looking in a more proper direction with their with uh their options that they're taking. So we'll see what what happens here. Uh, obviously this is some big news. Microsoft has been making a lot of news recently. This is their next big thing. Um definitely putting them currently in front of every GameStop store as far as uh promotion and things like that but you know like i said i think nintendo and sony will be looking to make some form of deal obviously it won't be exactly the same but um time will tell so we'll keep you posted on this as we find out more and um like i said you can read this full article which is very in-depth here uh you can find that link right from our website uh gamezillamedia.com our last topic of the show for the news is uh, level five will be ending North American operations. Level f- the publisher and developer level five appear to be ending operations in North America. There are currently no concrete plans to release any more games outside of Japan. So level five international America and smaller spinoff studio level five. Abbey began laying off the majority of its employees sometime in the middle of 2019 Although the exact number of employees is unknown, there is no indication as to why Level 5 is shutting shutting down outside Japan, but employees from the Abbey location were given every indication that the studio would be ceasing operations eventually. Only a couple employees remain to maintain day-to-day operations, while Level 5 focuses attention on the Japan office. Uh, If you're not sure who Level 5 is, they are primarily known for Nino Kuni series uh, of games and the Yokai Watch titles. Uh, both feature games and anime uh, adaptations. So this is um, this is interesting. Earlier this year, Level Five confirmed the third mainline installment of Nino Kuni series is currently in development, with a 2020 release date in Japan. And now there's been no updates ha- and have been given to the status of the development, and especially uh, no details of it if it was out of Japan, which it sounds like it's not. 
Um, additionally, there's a mobile spinoff for Nino Kuni series titled Nino Kuni Cross Worlds um, for mobile and re uh, revealed recently during Tokyo Game Show. Uh, gameplay shown during the presentation was later uploaded to YouTube along with English subtitles. And no official announcement was made indicating it would be coming to the stateside, however. So... Also, Netflix recently added a Nino Kuni feature-length film to its catalog, featuring a new cast of characters and original story. Yokai Watch 4 was announced for Nintendo Switch in 2018 with a launch in Japan in late 2019, and there are currently no plans to release the sequel outside of Japan at this time. So, this is interesting because Yokai Watch and Nino Kuni are pretty popular when it comes to um, you know your your Japanese RPG games here in the states and you know i know the show it's not i'm not sitting here saying it's pokemon level or anything but like it's a show that had viewership it's a game these are games that definitely had sales i i wish they were a little more like just publicly informative of like why they made this decision and also i would like to see if uh this means we're just not going to get these games or if they're going to allow third parties to possibly um, localize these to North America. Like we've seen other Japanese companies do that don't have their internal interest of bringing their games to America, but don't have a problem letting someone else um, port those games over. What do you guys think? Miggy, you got any thoughts on this one? Besides sad face? No, it's just, I just find it weird. I mean, like I said, for this them to up and make the decision, um, I can see. Um, were they making games exclusively for uh, for Sony, or did any game, any of their games draw? Oh, Nintendo, uh, Yokoi Watch, yeah, yeah, yeah Yokoi tied it with Nintendo pretty tight. But like recently, the, I think the last few games they dropped for PlayStation. But like I said, I don't. I, that, that's just very weird. I mean, I can see if it has something to do with with like no, it's just even. That, I don't know. I've got nothing. I'm stumped. I'm flabbergasted. I'm dumbfounded. Yeah, it's really weird. I mean, one thing to close down your America operations and shift everything back to Japan, but still bring your games to North America would be one thing. But, like, to sit there and talk about, like, not bringing Nino Kuni and Yokai Watch to the States is, is, were sales that bad? Like, I didn't think they were. You got any thoughts on this, Deadite? There's more weeb games we're not going to get. Oh, well. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> no love lost there. Nope. Nope. I wasn't ever going to play them, so no heartbreak there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, weebs. The disrespect. Sorry. <laughs> Condolences. Learn <laughs> Japanese, I guess. I don't know what to tell you. Wow. Jeez. Uh, I don't know. It's just weird to me. I mean, it's probably a business decision. They probably didn't sell well. I think Nino Kuni sold well, and I thought Nino Kuni did did decent. Nino Kuni two or whatever, whatever it's you know. But um, I think it's frustrating for anybody that's a fan though that you have two games in this this trilogy, this third game that could they could potentially you know wrap up your your uh, your franchise. Well, not franchise, but at least this initial concept is just not not available anymore to you and i mean we've seen this with other games right we've watched dragon quest and things like that take forever they've been out for i mean i mean me personally 
I can I don't have to go look any further than Fantasy Star. Fantasy Star Online too that was, you know, supposed to come to America and these other places and it took seven years. And finally someone did it, you right? But so I mean I guess it's not like it's not unheard of when you think of um these other companies that definitely are very Japanese like based and their games are very popular there and they're going to sell just fine there that maybe Maybe the smaller numbers here and stuff like that just don't matter, especially considering what are your operation operational costs to have facilities here, you know. But at the same time, that's where I ask, like, okay, you could shut all that down and close it all down and have just your Japanese like um location and then still bring your games out there, cutting that over cutting that overhead out of it and then still allowing your games to be sold worldwide. I don't so, know. So I ha- I have I have a number here for you, and uh, it uh, this number is old, but it does not at all back what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. So this is this is from 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sales figures were released for the original Nino Cooney that launched on the PlayStation Three. Yep. Uh, Nino Cooney sold 1.4 million copies worldwide. 710 almost 711,000 of those were sold outside of Japan. Wow. So really? over half of so over half of them were sold outside of Japan. So so that does not enforce my sorry weebs no one bought your loser game. I don't know. <laughs> so I, who knows if that was still true for Nino Kuni 2 or I know it seemed like that Yokoi watch on DS sold really well. Um, at least perception, it was seemed like it was everywhere. I, you played one of them, I thought. Um, I bought the first one, yeah, and I thought it, you know, it was, it was good. I mean, I, I like level five, you know, um, art art style and everything like that. So I mean, yeah, it was, yeah, it's just so. really weird. But we'll see what happens. All right, well, that's been our attack on the news. For these topics and much more, please visit GameZillaMedia.com and and continue the conversation in our Discord channel. You can watch on the website. You can watch our our videos, listen to all of our shows, read the blogs, hang you know, find find the link to the Discord and um, talk with us in the Discord all week long about whatever you want. We have channels for pretty much everything, so feel free to swing in, talk about these news topics, or maybe we missed a news topic that you wanted to get our opinions on. Drop it in the Games Old Podcast channel, and we will uh, we'll talk about it. All right. Gaming moment of the week. Let's just uh, slide right into this. It's the Zilla update for Deadite. What do you got going on, man? Man, not a lot of gaming this week. I'm not going to lie. The weather's been real nice here in Michigan, and I've been using up a lot of my free time to go out and play some disc golf because it's going to be cold and rainy and then snowy pretty soon. So I've been trying to just soak up a lot of my time after work while the sun's up. I've been out throwing Frisbees in the woods. So um, the little bit of gaming I did uh, shoehorn in this week was completing my weekly challenges in Rocket League because I got that Rocket Pass. So, you know, I got got to work towards those shark wheels. Uh, And then... uh, I'm in the, I'm in the, the, what I believe is the final part of last of us two. I, I would guess I have less than five hours of gameplay left. So um, any of my non rocket league game time has been pretty, pretty dedicated to trying to chunk through that an hour or so at a time 
because uh, I'd, I'd love to be able to just check Last of Us 2 off my list. It's been a great game. So not a ton of gaming this week, uh, but it's been a good week for me. Nice. Well, it looks like Miggy's working on the stream right now. <laughs> so I'll talk about my gaming moment of the week because he's got a face right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> my gaming moment of the week has to be 80s. But then Deadite reminded me of something that is definitely my gaming moment of the week. I got the shark wheels before Deadite! Let's go! I guess I'll just kill myself. <laughs> They're so cool. They are so cool. That's all I'm gonna say. But so you're, no. you're twice as far. I'm in the 20s, and you get those shark wheels at like 47. Yeah. So been, you're you played a lot more Rocket League than I have. We've been putting some trade work me in. those wheels. <laughs> I'll trade you mine when I get them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Hades is definitely my gaming moment of the week. If you're not familiar, it's a, a game that just released public, like like mainstream publicly. But I've been I've had access to um. Hades for over a year um, with their early access program. And so I've been able to play the game like it's a very different game than it was a year ago. And so the changes they've made, I've pretty much liked everything that they've been doing. But um, the game is a roguelike style. You know, you, you start the level, you get as far as you can, you die, you start all the way back at the beginning. And that's not normally a style of game that I enjoy. There's a few exceptions like Dead Cells or whatever. But the big thing here is the style of game by Supergiant Games who uh, made Bastion, made Transistor, two, two uh, games I've loved to play. Uh, it's that same thing. Their storytelling is really good. The voice acting is, is good. Like... The mechanics are very super giant games when you when it comes to the movement of the characters and the dashing and all that type of stuff. Mickey, I'm just gonna ask what you're doing because it's very distracting. There, the, the, no, the I want Wii you to tell. Tune. I want you to tell me. I want you to tell me. The, this is the Wii Shop tune. I know, but I need to. I need to hear it. Like, sing it for me. I'm like, what? He's over here bobbing his head, and and like, I just, <laughs> I'm like, I gotta ask. I gotta stop and finally ask. I was trying to ignore him. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. That was a, you guys got me hooked on this. This is a solid jam. It's it's the best. It's one of the best jams. But anyway, so, um. I started playing it on stream and I've, I've only had um, nine attempts, right? Nice. Um, the, the first eight were, some of them were decent, but most of them were a disaster. I was trying to figure out what, cause every time you drop in the dungeons a little bit different, the, the items that drop are different. Um, so, and I was trying different weapons too. So like you go with a sword you can go with a bow you can go with a spear and go with a shield, right? You can go with bear claws. I didn't want to tell Ethan that, but you can go with these bear claws. They're sweet. Bear yeah. claws? Bear claws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's dope. But, um, so I was trying the different stuff, trying to see maybe what, what I liked more. And so on the ninth run, I was like, this is my last run of the night, guys. I'm just gonna, you know, go back to the spear. I think the spear has been my favorite so far. And the drops just happened to be like fantastic. It was speed boosts. It was it was uh, extended range. It was slows with AOE with AOE poison. And so I was able to really kind of build my character in this run to be really really deadly. And so I end up making a run all the way to the end of the game, and I died the last boss. 
And normally that would be something where I would be frustrated, but all it did for me was I was like, I want to keep playing this game. Like it was, it's, it, it surprised me. Cause like when I was getting like midway, midway, midway and failing, I was like, yeah, sure. You know, it won't take me that long to get back there. And I'm learning, right? You learn. That's the thing about roguelike is that as long as you're learning about like, well, I'm going to try this differently next time to see if maybe I have a better result. Um, but I got all the way, so I got all the way to the last boss, and then I and I got him down two thirds, and it was like I, so he was super close, and I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna play, I want to play again, and, and so it's just this game is driving me to to put more time into it, and the other interesting piece is that when I went back, thinking I knew the bosses, thinking I knew their their mechanics, they changed, and that's when I was like. I got into the first boss of the game and I'm like, wait, she's different colors. That's weird. And then all of a sudden her moves were different. And I was like, oh crap, I have to study this more. Like, so even like, even once you get comfortable, I mean, there's eventually going to get to the point where I think you get through all the variations and then it just depends on the random draw you get. Right. But, but right now for me is that even though I've gotten to the end, I can't expect that my next run is going to be the same. And that's that's even more interesting to me is that yes, the drops are, are random, but even the boss fights can be random as far as what you're gonna draw. So like you can build your guy thinking this will be great for a boss that has AOE poison fog, but then you get there and all of a sudden it's all laser beams and you're like, ooh, wasn't you know? So like you can't just like figure out the meta build that will get you through everything. You have there is still chance and there's still you know, as you're going through, you still have to consider things and try to maybe balance your character instead of just go one direction and be like, yep, I'm set as long as I go get these bosses. But if you don't, then you might actually be at a huge disadvantage. So it's fun. I, I really like the game. I think it's like tw- maybe 25 bucks on the Switch. Um, s- it's very close to the same price uh, on PC. Currently, those and I believe Mac. But it, it basically, computer... And switch are your two options to play this game right now, and and then I think eventually it's I think it's a limited exclusive release. Eventually, you uh, you may see this game hit your uh, PlayStation and, and Xbox platforms, but it's a lot of fun. The art style is cool. The music's amazing, and I highly recommend it if you're looking for a fun game. All right, Miggy, what do you got? Uh, you know, I don't have a particular game. Um, I mean, it's just just been um been streaming when I can uh, the past week, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, been doing a uh, Spooktober over on uh, Twitch, and uh, I've been dabbling in some some games. Some um, so a lot of my followers have been recommending games like um, I don't know how you do with the uh, with the spookiness, uh, Deadite, but I was playing one called SCP Containment Breach. Um, it's like, it's running on the, uh, and wow, I forgot the engine, but, um, it was, uh, half life. It looks like half life one. Um, so oh. yeah, basically oh, so top pres- of the line, top of the line, like top, engine. top of the line, top of the line. <laughs> Did you say my laptop could probably play this? Probably your, your the pregnancy test could probably play it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but basically, um, you're a prisoner, you're a prisoner. You would send out, you're on death row. Um, and you're basically used for, for test subjects and basically been promised um, if you, you know, survive all the tests, you know, the tests and all that stuff, um, you can go free. So, I mean, it starts you off, you read and everything, you get walked in and 
um yeah yeah you get locked in this room with this giant cinder block thing it's like cinder block and like rebar wire and like the lights flicker and everything you uh the two other guys are in there their necks are snapped and it's staring at you right in your face and you can't look away and you can't blink because if you do your neck is snapped so fortunately there's a meter at the bottom show when you're going to blink um, fortunately, before I blinked, the lights went out and it like got loose. So your ob- the objective is to kind of like escape the facility. But there's all these other SCP um, um, <laughs> containments that are loose. Um, so you're not only do you have to worry about that. We call him Mr. Peanut. But not only do you have to worry about that one goo, he'll pop up any time. So he'll pop up like right around the corner. You have to try to figure out how to lure him out so you can get past him. Um, there's that. There's some guy. There's some this thing that appears out of the shadows will grab you. Um, this game actually made me scream. Like I have never played a horror game that made me scream or jump in real life. This did it to me. Um, but yeah, between that, um, even going retro of playing, um, I believe it was a clock tower. No, I'm sorry, Fatal Frame. Fatal Frame and then mm-hmm. Fear. Uh, the original Fear. I've never played either like any of these games. So it's been fun. Man, I'm a lot of fun with the community. And uh, can't wait to continue it um, this week, getting back to Resident Evil 2. So, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Halloween, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So, Mickey, what um, what are you doing this Friday? Uh, this Friday? I mean, um, this Friday, I'll probably be, it's, it's my, like, my movie night. So, what I'll do is I'll do, like, um, story-based, um, story-based game. So this week I think it's Doki Doki Panic. I mean Doki Doki Literature Club, which is a horror um gra- uh, was it not graphic novel, visual novel. Um okay. Yeah, yeah what's up? Well cuz I'm getting into um I'm I'm getting into this yeah. October theme too with this new horror game that everybody's playing, Phasma, uh, whatever it's called. Oh. Um and it is uh <laughs> it is I'm trying to pull the name up of it because I always forget the name. It's like Phasmagoria or Phasmophobia or something. Yeah, it's something like that. Exactly. If I can run it, yeah, it's um, it doesn't look like graphically like it it takes a whole lot of resources, but the idea is you're part of a ghost hunter like squad, like like the TV show Ghost Hunters, and you roll up with your track with your trailer and you and you. You all you have a objective board, and the house will be haunted with different types of ghosts that you have to. So you have to like identify the ghost, you know, do X amount of things without all being killed. And yeah, it looks absolutely streams. terrifying. Like it looks, yes. it looks insane. So uh, Snow Foxy, myself, and we're, we're you know you can have four people play. So we're trying to get group to uh, to try this out on Friday. So that's why I was asking. Well, I will buy it, and I'll, I'll be I'll be down. I'm too scared to play it by myself. So. Oh yeah, and there's no way I play by myself. I mean, I already own it. I already, I already bought it just to like lock, make sure that like we were on board doing this. But I haven't even touched it because I'm like, no, I'm just gonna wait and, and wing it on Friday. I think it'll make for an entertaining stream because I'll just die a lot. But yeah, it looks ridiculous. So between that, between Hades, and um, I did I did download. Alien Isolation. I'm having some fun with the October uh, October theme as well. So, I, I saw you dabbled in your weeb side to Genshin Impact. Don't know what you're talking about. Never happened. There's no <laughs> proof. I did play that though. Yes. Um, and it's it's breath. You of the, did what? <laughs> it's it's breath of the weeb. It's breath of the weeb. It is legit. It is legit. 
Breath of the Wild weeb version. I mean, uh, Breath of the Waifu, sir. Breath of the Waifu. Uh, I like. I'm going with Breath of the Weeb. It is. Uh... Breath of the Weeb sounds like it's a it's a dental condition that you need to go to a hygienist for. When you play this game, you're not wrong. <laughs> what does Breath of the Waifu sound like? It's not even better. It's it's actually sounds like your wife. I don't want to describe. I don't want to describe that because I'll get us banned. (laughs) Anyways, um, (laughs) Breath of the Weeb was close enough to getting us banned. It's it's very. uh, It's a pretty game. It uh, is free to play, and the beginning of the game is drawn out for me, where I was kind of getting bored and just wanted to kind of be able to get more into it. Um, But. But overall, like, it's fun. I would be more interested in playing that game multiplayer when I finally get to that point where I can. Um, I think I probably would enjoy the game more because it's that that interests me more as far as than it being a, a single player game. I don't play a ton of single player games, I realize. Like, Hades is the first game where I, like, put a lot of time into a single player game. I, you know, I spend majority of my time with friends um, hanging out and gaming Rocket League or Warzone or or whatever, uh, Forza, and it's all just, for me, I think right now, because of COVID and, and being locked up, uh, it's my outlet to hang out with people, so, like, I don't find a whole lot of time to sit there and just kind of, like, lock myself down into single player, though, if I'm streaming, I have the chat, and I can still talk to people, it's just not the same, I guess. Each their own, though. All right, well, that's our gaming moments. We always want to hear what you got going on, so please join the Discord. Come hang out with us. Uh, hop in that Gamesville podcast channel and you know talk with us. Let us know what you're up to. Let us know what games you're playing. Maybe it's something that we can uh, you know jump into an Among Us stream or something like that and have have a lot of a lot of fun. Um, and you know, I know that game. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, my wife, my wife is, is now obsessed with it. And, um, and, and I think all, all of us, Dead Eye hasn't played it yet. Has he? That's correct. I've not played it. Yeah, oh, we we definitely, we like def- I said, I did, um, I did almost, I think I gamed for like two hours total last week. Right, right. We definitely have to get him into a match though, because I, I want to see him just manipulate everyone in the room because we all know he's a serial killer. So the problem <laughs> is, is everyone's just going to always assume that I'm the killer. Yeah, but I, mean, I feel like facts. you're good enough that you you will somehow still manipulate everyone into uh, the what you want them to do. That's possible. I, think, I don't know. We'll see. God help You're us. very sus. That's all I have to say. All right. Well, uh, this has been episode 331 of the Games Little Podcast brought to you by our patrons. Hey, cre- hey Creepy over there. Yeah. Do your do your patron pitch. Go. <laughs> Thank you so much to all our supporters. Patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. If you enjoyed watching us live on Twitch tonight, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, please consider throwing us a few bucks. You can start as low as just $1 per month and start getting those GameZilla Patreon perks. We'd appreciate it so much. And that not only goes to the life of the GameZilla podcast, but all the other kick-ass shows that are part of the GameZilla Media Network, including The Legend of Retro, Noobs and Dragons, Noiseland Arcade, and a show that you will hear me on four to five times in the month of October, The Last Action Podcast. So, um, you know, We'll segue that into a fun reminder. Uh, Sphinx from the Last Action Podcast has invited me once again to guide him through horror movies through the month of October. Those are releasing on Friday, so you can listen to them, uh, gamezillamedia.com. 
And uh, I also uh, recorded a regular Last Action podcast this month. I'm not going to spoil what movie it is, but it was wonderful. And we had such a good time. And I promise you, you'll have a very fun time with that episode. Oh, side note. I finally watched Sonic the Hedgehog the movie. It's on my rent list because Family Video is still open by my house. Yeah. Have either one of you watched it? No, oh, yeah. it, I'll probably I'll probably watch it next week. So you you did watch like, it? Yeah, I was like a big kid, like marking out like spots in there, I'm like oh that's that that's that that's that. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job with it. Honestly, it's definitely worth a watch. I think if I would have yeah. gone to the theater, I might have been a little bit kind of eh. But I think watching it just chilling, I really enjoyed it. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I probably still would have enjoyed it in theater. Me being the big kid that I am with my popcorn all over the front of me and well, yeah, you know, sticky that's floor. True. I'd been, I, I would have been in heaven. Yeah. Um, shout out to Jim Carrey for doing one hell of a job as uh, Eggman. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right. Well, anyways, guys, that was a, a little side, side, sideways shift there, but, um. Once again, thank you for tuning into the episode. We will be back next Monday at the same time here on twitch.tv slash gameslomedia. So make sure you're hitting that follow button. Hit that subscribe button. Use that Twitch Prime, which is called Prime Gaming now or something. I don't know. I'm still going to call it Twitch Prime. Use your Prime subscription. Help help us out here on Twitch. And tell everyone you know about this podcast to come hang out Mondays with us and start influencing the show even more. But thanks again, everyone. Remember we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game on game on.